Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I was home alone between school and work this day. I was 17 at the time. I got out of school at 12:10 and usually started work at my job around 2 p.m., 3 p.m., and didn't get home until 10:30-11. My mom was at work and my girlfriend at the time was in school still. I was doing my makeup and hair for work, eating some food, and watching some TV before I had to head out. 
All of the sudden, I heard loud knocking on what I thought at the time was the door. At this point, it was around 1 p.m. My mom occasionally came home for lunch around this time, so I figured it was her at the door since I parked crooked in front of the garage. I hear the knocking again and hurry out of my room, figuring she was pissed since she always tells me not to block the garage. I get to the peephole. She's not there. Confused, I go to grab my phone to call her and ask her if she needed me to move my car. To set the scene a little, my front door opens into the living room. Then it's a super open living room or kitchen area. So walking from the front door to my room, I can see our big window in the kitchen. I hear the loud knock again. This time I know it's coming from the window, but I didn't see anything. We have curtains and blinds. A few months previous to this, we had seen some younger teenage boys messing around by our backyard. We have one of those half brick, have bar fence types of walls since the park is directly behind us. In all seriousness, I figured it was them again, so I go to open the window to tell them to go before I call their parents. Once I open the blinds, my heart drops. All I saw was the corner of a black t-shirt and the arm of a man. It was very obvious it wasn't the 12-14 year olds we saw earlier that week. It was a grown man. I grab my dogs, run into my room, and lock the door. I'm not sure why, but I didn't call the cops. I just called my mom later in the day on my way to work. Let's just say my mom was beyond freaked out and scared of what could have happened to me. The next day, she looked on our neighborhood app. The first post is an update on the string of robberies throughout the neighborhood. The guys come dressed in all black, get into your backyard, pound on windows waiting to see if someone is home. If not, they break in or pick the lock. Up until I opened the blinds, I didn't look outside or answer any doors whatsoever. If I hadn't decided to check that time, they most likely would have broken in. Collectively, they pounded in the window five separate times about a minute, five minutes apart. Probably ten hits each time. Basically, in this post on the app, they stated that the men had finally been caught that morning. The same day they knocked on my windows, 30 minutes after leaving my house, they broke into a house in the neighborhood next to ours, which had a security system that silently alerted the authorities. Needless to say, my mom put up cameras all throughout the front and backyard. I still get freaked out thinking about what would have happened if I didn't open the blinds. Before I start, here's a bit of context to my story. My husband and I lived in a small two-floor house with two main entrances, one along the front and the other on the side of the house, which opens up into the laundry room. When we're too busy or it's too late to walk our dog, we hook his collar onto a long line that's attached to one of the pipes on the corner of our house so he can use the bathroom. We used to do this from the door in our laundry room but we'd noticed the large step from the door to the ground had been taking a toll on his hips. As a result, we started letting him out through the front door instead, since the porch is much closer to the ground. This particular night, I was home alone with my dog, and it was around midnight when I decided to let him outside one last time before going to bed. I hook him up to his line, close the door and lock it, before heading into the kitchen to put away the dishes. This was pretty routine, even if he used the bathroom quickly he liked to walk around along the front and side of the house for a few minutes before coming back inside. As I'm putting away the dishes I hear a scratch on the door how my dog signals he wants to come inside, so I head over to let him back in. Since I've watched way too many scary movies, 
I always look through the door's peephole before opening the door. Out of habit, I look to check that my dog is in front of the door. Instead, I see a man staring very intently at the door handle. I freeze with my hand on the door handle. I don't know how much time went by, but then I heard another scratch, this one louder than the last. This kind of wakes me up from my initial shock, and I run to grab my cell phone. I call my husband to tell him what's happening. He was very confused, I probably wasn't explaining the situation very well, but says that he's heading home. This is when I realize my dog is still outside with this person. I head back to the front door, trying to make as little noise as possible, to check whether the stranger is still there. Just like before, he's standing there, head bowed looking at the doorknob. I tiptoe over to the laundry room and slowly open the door as quietly as possible. I can't see my dog anywhere and the side of my house is covered in gravel. I knew I couldn't step outside without making a lot of noise. With my heart still pounding in my chest, I go to the front door to keep an eye on the stranger and to get a better look at him. I considered calling the police but I didn't feel they would take me seriously since all this man was doing was standing in front of my house. I tried taking a picture of him with my cell phone, but my camera was only able to take pictures of the peephole and not the images behind the glass. All of a sudden, the man looks up directly at me. I swear he knew I was there. He glares at me, then opens his mouth to show this taunting malicious grin. He stood there that way for a few seconds. With that, he turns around and starts to walk down the street. I stay in the same place, almost expecting him to rush back and start pounding on the door. Luckily, my husband got back after a few minutes. Long story short, he convinced me to call the police and we went out looking for our dog. It turns out this man had cut the end of the line connected to the pipe, and our dog decided this was a good time for him to explore my neighbor's backyard, which was where we found him. It's been three years since this happened. We've since moved to a new house unrelated reasons, and the police weren't able to come up with any suspects. Ever since then, we take our dog on very long walks before the sun goes down. This happened a while back to one of my old housemates. Daylight savings had kicked in so she was walking home at the usual time which isn't that late, but it's now pitch black outside. Him at home with other housemates when we get a text asking to unlock the front door. We never keep it unlocked from previous warnings of thieves just strolling in like they own the place, so we unlock the door and go back to our TV show. Two minutes later, she blasts through the door, locks it, and sits down with her back resting against the door. At this point, we ask her what's wrong you look like you ran the entire way here. She told us when walking home some guys in a car was following her. They slowed down to start catcalling her, which is when she sent the text to unlock the door. She was ignoring them, and they didn't like that, so stopped the car and started to get out. At that point, she legged it. At that point, she wasn't far from our house, which was also around two corners, and managed to lose them. At that point, we all walked together or got someone who lived in the same area or our boyfriends to walk us home. When I around 12, I lived with my mother in a granite flat. The flat was connected to the old person's house and was built by his son. Let's call the neighbor Harry. There were three ways to enter the yard, one being from Harry's backyard, one being by the driveway and the other being on one of the walls, aka the main entrance. 
The gate at the driveway was broken, and we kept Harry's gate blocked. Harry was an odd guy around 70, and always gave me and my mum the creeps. But I remember one day when me and my mum were outside, he started talking to us over the gate, and got on what we later learnt was a step stool, and my mum told me to go inside. Another time was when I was taking the rubbish out, and when I turned around he was behind me just staring, I tried to leave, but he dragged me into a conversation, and after a while my mum showed up and asked what was taking so long and when she saw Harry she told me to go into the house, and when she came back she told me if he ever does that again to run away. The third thing I remember is when I was at home alone, and I heard the gate open so I took a look outside and saw Harry walking around the yard, so I ran to my mum's room and stayed quite after a while I heard knocking then the gate opened and shut and acting he left. The final issue was when me and my mum were mowing the lawn when I felt I was being watched so I looked up, and there was Harry standing near his back door our flat was visible from the door just staring. After a minute my mum realized I was staring at something and looked up and immediately got mad telling at me to get inside and lock the door. My mum started yelling at him saying, What are you doing go away, leave us alone if you keep this up I'm calling the cops. I don't really remember what happened next, but after a few months we moved, and it was the biggest relief ever. My mum told the son what had happened after my mum yelled at him, and I'm guessing the son told his dad to leave us alone, but it was definitely creppy. This event took place in late November 2018. My parents were out of town for a few nights while I remained home alone. I won't lie, it was all I could have asked for watching movies in the living room until the sunrise, going to the kitchen at any time in the night, and so on and so forth. On the last night of my time being home alone, I decided to practice my drawing skills while listening to some classical music. While drawing, the idea of forgetting to close one of my kitchen windows would just not leave my mind. Therefore, I decided to leave my bedroom and check the kitchen. As soon as I sat foot out of the room, my eyes met with those of an old lady looking directly at me through one of my hallway windows. She was wearing a black dress and a blue headscarf. Her facial features were barely visible, but I could somehow see her old wrinkly face. I wasn't afraid that anything bad was going to happen. I was extremely disturbed by the fact that a random old woman was staring through my window late at night. I ran swiftly to the kitchen, opened the window, and asked her if she needed any help. She did not respond or move. She simply stood there. I knew I had to do something. I couldn't let her stay outside of my house the entire night. As soon as I opened the door, she slowly moved towards the front gate, unlocking it and leaving. To this day, I still can't figure out how she managed to unlock my front gate without a key or why she was staring through my window. The person at my window. This started about six months ago. I was getting ready for bed in my room. It was maybe 10.30 p.m. My curtains were closed so I couldn't see out the window, but I heard three hard knocks on the glass of my window. Of course that scared the living SHT out of me, so I didn't even look and ran and got my dad and made him look. Now I live with my parents and two brothers in a fairly busy neighborhood, so noises weren't uncommon to hear, but this knock was directly on my window so someone wanted me to hear it. The thing was my bedroom isn't facing the front of the house or the road or anything. My room's actually towards the back of the house, 
so someone would have had to walk to the backyard in order to knock on my window, which seemed very odd. I had my dad check, but when he opened the curtains no one was outside the window. He even went in the backyard to check, no one was there. That was the first incident. I closed my curtains and brushed it off as me hearing things or some sort of animal. The following night at almost the exact same time, I heard another three knocks on my window. Immediately I went and got my dad again, for him to just see nothing all over again. But this time I didn't brush it off and slept in my parents' room on the floor. The next few nights there was nothing until about a week later. I was home alone and it was about 8.39 p.m. and I was on FaceTime with my friend when I heard another three knocks on my window. This time I was home alone so I couldn't go get my dad, but I ran into their room and called them. They told me to call the neighbors to check because they were out of town, so I did. The neighbors... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saw nothing. The night after that is, was about 1 a.m., I think, and I heard the knocking again. It wasn't three times, though it was more. It woke me up out of a dead sleep. I was tempted to just look out the window to see who, but part of me didn't want to know. I went and got my parents who didn't bother to check at this point because they didn't see anything the last few times. I kept hearing the knocking for the next few nights after, to the point where I ended up just sleeping on the couch. My parents decided to just let me move bedrooms, and so they moved my bedroom into what was the office, and switched everything around, so I hopefully wouldn't hear any more things. After moving bedrooms I didn't hear anything. It was good for maybe three nights, then I heard it again, the same knocking, three hard times. This time I looked out the window. I saw what I assume was a man, or a very big built woman, crouching down, wearing a gray hoodie, and some dark jeans I can't recall the color. It was dark, maybe gray or black. I closed the curtains, went and got my parents, told them all about it, and they informed the police. The police really couldn't do anything because we had no solid proof besides my words. They advised we get a camera facing my bedroom and around that area of the house, so that's what we did. I haven't heard the knocking since, but I do wonder who it was. Nonetheless, it makes a good story to tell. Mom was stalked or harassed while living alone. My mom was 20 years old living alone in an apartment in a relatively safe suburb in Southern California in the late 1970s. My dad lived about 15 minutes away with his parents, and they had been dating for about a year when she began having trouble at her place. She would arrive home from work in the evenings with her TV turned on to a channel with static at full volume. Other things in her home had obviously been touched, like doors closed or open that weren't when she left, or her fridge being wide open. She called the police, but since nothing was taken, there wasn't much attention paid to her concerns. This happened a few times a week for about a month before it escalated. My parents were talking on the phone and doing the stereotypical lovebird process of saying goodbye on the phone, but each repeating goodbye rather than being the first to hang up. My mom said bye, my dad said bye, 
and then a third voice whispered goodbye on the line. My dad said, I'll be there in two minutes, and handed the phone to his mom to stay on the line. My mom cowered in fear while my dad sped from his house and arrived to find my mom sobbing on her couch. She assumed the person was in another room in her home, but was too scared to run outside and hang up the phone. When my dad got there, he went through the house ready to strangle the person they both assumed was hiding somewhere. When nobody was found, they called the police. The investigators told my mom that whoever it is just wants to scare you and let you know that they could if they wanted to. They also suggested that my dad was the most likely culprit and asked questions about their relationship. A couple days went by with nothing happening, until one night they were driving home from a date and my dad realized they were being followed and tailgated. He stopped the car at a red light and ran to the driver's door of the car that had been following them. The driver's window was down and my dad put his hands on the guy's collar momentarily before realizing that the guy was just hammered drunk and frantically slurring an apology and was seemingly just following the lights in front of him but was not the intruder. A couple weeks after this incident, the same thing began happening to another woman at the complex and the cops determined it was the son of the property manager who had both keys to every unit and also access to the telecommunications that allowed him to essentially tap the residents' phones. My parents moved in together and left the complex shortly after, but the guy was never arrested given the crime was essentially breaking and entering and the police discouraged pressing charges and suggested they move on. I live alone in a small studio apartment and am neurotic about cleaning. Seriously. I rarely leave the house with anything out of order or anything dirty. I also tend to avoid leaving small blemishes like fingerprints. One day after work, I came home to a large handprint on my mirror. It wasn't the same size as my hand, and I'm pretty sure the building manager was out that day. I don't know what the deal is, if I just missed something cleaning or something else, but nothing else was touched, and there's really nowhere to hide in my place. I like to think I was just sloppy. I don't know if this counts since my little sister was with me, but here it goes anyway. When I was younger, around 15, 16, my mom would often leave me and my little sister alone at night until odd hours. One night, I went downstairs to get something from the kitchen when I felt my hair stand up, an uneasy feeling settling over me. It seemed like someone was watching me. We lived on the edge of the woods in a neighborhood, so when I looked out the kitchen window, all I saw was darkness. Something inside me urged me to calmly walk upstairs, so I turned and started ascending when I heard footsteps distinctly behind me. I sprinted as fast as I could to my sister and my room, closing the door which was half broken and hastily shoving a dresser in front of it. I woke my sister up in a panic, and we listened in silence, breathing quietly as someone walked slowly up the steps and stopped in front of our door. I screamed that I was going to call the police I was crying at this point, and then we heard the doorknob jiggle and then silence. Whatever it was started scratching on the door, not at the bottom, but up high, softly scratching and scratching. I remember clutching and shaking a little pocket knife. I called the police, and while I was on the phone, the scratching stopped. I heard footsteps going downstairs, but I didn't hear the front or back door open or close. The police arrived, searched the house, and found no one. 
They suggested that we were just scared because my mom wasn't home and it might have been one of our cats. However, my biggest cat was in the room with us, and the other two were antisocial and definitely not tall enough to scratch that high on the door or sound like footsteps. Not scariest. Strangest. I was home alone. Husband was at work, daughter was at school. I decided to take a nap, and for whatever reason took my phone with me into the bedroom. I usually don't because I don't want the auto warranty people bugging me. So I laid down and was trying to fall asleep and the phone rang. So I sat up in the bed. I was fully awake, not dreaming any of this. My phone said that the Veterans Affairs Clinic was calling. So I answered it and heard my mom's voice, clear as day saying, Hello, hello. Did I wake you up? I was just stunned and just sat there. It was my mother's voice, and that is how she responded to phone calls, saying hello, hello twice. The VIA doesn't respond to calls like that. Then before I could say anything at all there was a click and the line went dead. Now what makes this the strangest, unexplainable thing is that my mom died in February 2021. On my call history for that day, it just says that the VIA called me at that time, for a period of 20 seconds or so. If it really was the VA, they never called back that day or even that week. I told my therapist at the VA about it. She told me that the VA phone system logs every outgoing phone call so that in case someone is disconnected, it's easy to find out who to patch them through to. She and another person who knew more about the phone system looked through the computer and couldn't find an entry for a call made to me on that day or even that week. I honestly think I was called by my mom from heaven or the afterlife. It's the only explanation that I can think of which fits. Last summer, I moved into a new house with my wife. We bought it for a pretty good price, and the house was ready to move in, needing no kind of work. One of my favorite things about it was the big yard that came with it. We were a little more out in the country, but had over five acres of land, including a decent-sized woods in our backyard. We knew we could get deer in our yard quite a bit, and possibly other animals like foxes or bears as well. Just on our third night living there, we went out to the little patio area behind our house. My wife and I were sitting out at sunset, and eventually it became completely dark. We turned our light on that shine towards the woods, and we started to hear a noise coming from there. The entrance was about a hundred feet away. We saw some tree branches moving and expected to see an animal run by, but then a man started to walk out from the woods. He looked like some random guy and just stood there looking at us. We both stared at the man for a while, and eventually I yelled out to him, asking who he was. He kept standing there, staring at us. I decided it would be best to tell him he was on private property and needed to leave, but when I did, the man didn't seem to care. He just kept standing there and eventually slowly walked back into the woods. I thought he was finally leaving, and when we didn't see him again for a few minutes, we went back inside for the night. I don't think the man came back at all that night, but the very next night, we were both inside the house when I passed by one of the windows in the kitchen and noticed that the same man appeared to be in the entrance of our woods again. It was around 11 p.m., and he was just standing there, staring at our house. I watched him for probably a whole five minutes as it was really strange and creepy. Eventually, I decided to open up our back door and yelled at the man to leave. 
I walked over, and as soon as I opened it, I saw the man turn in the other direction and run back into the woods. I kept watching the entrance of the woods for a while, but when I never saw him come back, finally, I went to bed. The next morning, I woke up to a strange noise, but couldn't quite tell what it was. I got up and went all around the house, then realized it sounded like water was running somewhere. I made my way to the back of the house and realized what it was the water outside our house, intended for a garden hose, was turned on full blast and was flooding our little garden area. Thankfully, we didn't really have anything planted there yet, but someone had turned it on in the night. I thought it was probably the guy that kept walking in our yard, but I still didn't want to call the police yet as he hadn't really done anything that bad. So I decided to just keep a watch out in the backyard at night. When that night came, thankfully, I didn't see the man at all. I thought maybe he was done bothering us, and I went to bed. The next morning when I got up, I didn't hear or see any strange noises, and everything seemed to be in order until I got out to leave for work. When I got to my car, I saw that the right front tire had been slashed. Now I was really mad, and whoever this guy was, he had really crossed the line. I wanted to know who he was and what he was doing. Since I had a little bit of time before I had to leave for work, I decided to walk into the woods and see where this man was possibly coming from. I had walked into the woods twice before when we were touring the property before we bought the house, but it was a really dense woods and it was easy to get lost in, so I don't really remember everything. I went out, and there was sort of a walkway or unofficial path that went about 20 feet in, and then things got more narrow. I went out there and went to the left, following a little trail deeper into the woods. I'm not really sure what I was looking for exactly, but I was really mad. About two minutes down the trail, I suddenly heard a noise about 50 feet up. I froze and looked when I suddenly saw the guy. He was standing behind a tree up ahead and looked like he possibly had a knife in his hand, but he wasn't looking at me. He slowly turned and started to face me, and when he did, I started sprinting as fast as I could in the other direction. I ran off the path and was running into tons of tree branches and probably stepped in a bunch of poison ivy. I felt as though I was running for my life, and I kept going until I was finally out of the woods and back in my yard. I ran all the way to the driveway and saw that my wife was outside and about to leave for work. I told her to get inside her car, and I got in with her. We then drove away down the street. After a few minutes, when we were a safe distance away, I told my wife what had happened, and we called the police. The police arrived at my house and found that the man had been living in our woods for a while. He was caught, thankfully, and I guess he clearly didn't like us living there for some reason. We were just happy he was gone and wasn't able to hurt us.